Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Waterpooler podcast. This one we are going to be discussing uh, Always Be My Maybe. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today I'm joined by Kelly Conrad. Derek Hayes. Thank you both for being here. Yeah, we're going to talk about the, uh, what is it, Ali Wong? Yeah. And, uh, what's his name? Randall Park. Randall Park. Uh, Randall Park movie. Uh, Always Be My Maybe. Uh, so, I just want to jump right into things. Let's Kelly. Jump. Yeah, let's jump, Kelly. Uh, what is your first impression of this movie? Oh, man. I loved it. I loved it. I thought, I had such a good time. From start to finish, I, it was so funny. It was one of those movies where I was like, I kind of don't want you to end because I'm just having such a good time. Yeah, I thought it was really well written. Music was great. And it was being an Asian American myself. It was just so affirming. And it just felt so good to relate to so much of what was going, not what was going on in the movie, but all of the nods to just being an Asian American. I very much appreciated and can't remember any time I've ever felt that way about a movie and Crazy Rich Asians just came out and mm-hmm. I, I didn't get that vibe. Yeah. I didn't get that vibe of like, oh, I connect with this. But with this movie, I was like, whoa, like I connect with this. Mm-hmm. So it was wonderful. What What is it about it that you think you connect more with? Just little, little things. Um, like the first five minutes, in less than five minutes into the movie, you get a handful of just Asian American cultural things as simple as like shoes being taken off and that being a deliberate shot, her having spam and rice for dinner, Marcus's Mm -hmm. mom using scissors to cut Mm -hmm. green onions, Mm -hmm. just little, little things like that. Them eating the Pocky snacks on the, the bus, like just little things where I was like, holy shit, like that, that, like that, that was my childhood Mm -hmm. too. Even though I didn't grow up in the U.S., but I still connected with with all those things. So, and then just, that's just like sprinkled throughout the movie. Sure. Yeah. Derek. Yeah, I love it uh, for a lot of the same reasons, uh, including the specificity of, of the location. Uh, as Kelly was talking about, the cultures were definitely in there. But I also was appreciating like how this the Bay Area in general was kind of the you know the star star mm-hmm. of the movie in a way. Um, from the location, obviously, but also yeah. they did the music. Um, his hip hop, little hip hop mm-hmm. band, was definitely like, it was definitely a Bay Area specific thing, uh, and just yeah, just beautiful shots throughout. And, and and like you brought up, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this is like the B list version of Tra- Crazy Rich Asians. Uh-huh. But no, it's like it was a more. I actually felt it was more like yeah, fleshed out and more like you know, like more relatable, right? Because yeah, it had some excess like. It makes Crazy Rich Asians look like a Hallmark movie almost, you know? Exactly. Like, it makes it makes Crazy Rich Asians look like a fantasy Disney yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas this is like blue-collar, like working-class mm-hmm. Asian-Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and just... And a variety of Asian-Americans. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just... And, yeah, it's not... You don't just... We're not sticking to an Asian stereotype. We're showing a versatility mm-hmm. since Asian-Americans is... Asian-Americans, like... Uh, is the umbrella term for so many mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. I love just seeing a variety and it wasn't just like, oh, here's the overachieving smart person yeah. and here's the submissive mm-hmm. girlfriend and here's this. It was, mm-hmm. here's the tiger mom. It was, you saw people as they are. Different, versatile, and wonderful. Yeah, and it was, uh, they were showing a lot without making big deals of things right too. It's, this is how life is yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly uh, I think that's one of the main things I really enjoyed that it it was just Asian Americans in a movie being Asian Americans <laughs> in a movie going about their lives doing their thing in one of the articles I read which maybe we'll chat about later they make a point to talk about the dad in this movie mm-hmm. uh, I saw that yeah who it's it's almost odd. It almost stands out that he is an older Asian gentleman who does not have an accent. It's almost weird for that reason. But like, of course, like why why should he? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just really enjoyed that element of things of people just going about their their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, the Keanu 
oh. stuff, which we'll we'll chat about. <laughs> oh my so fun. gosh! Lame. Uh, oh. And just the the humor throughout so is so funny. funny. Yeah, it, it was so just so funny. funny. And it is. It's a Netflix movie, mm-hmm. which we didn't mention, and I should also just give the summary, uh, overall summary in a moment before we dive into the deeper discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the this is only the second Asian American rom com out. Uh, the other one was the uh, aforementioned uh, Crazy Rich Asians, which I also saw and definitely enjoyed. Yeah. But I, yeah. I would agree that it does seem like this fantastical, almost fantasy uh, version, and this is the more down-to-earth sort of story. Yeah, really enjoyed it. The summary of the the movie, uh, and this will just take a moment, is Always Be My Maybe is a 2019 American romantic comedy film written by Ali Wong, Randall Park, and Michael uh, Golomeko, uh, and directed by uh, Nanachka Khan, and I may be saying that incorrectly. Uh, It stars Wong and Park as childhood friends from San Francisco who have not been in touch since a brief teenage fling uh, ended badly. In the 16 years since, they've grown up to vastly different circumstances. Wong's character, Sasha, is a celebrity chef, while Park's Marcus is still living in his childhood bedroom and working for his father's air conditioning service, uh, his life largely frozen since his mother's premature death. Sasha and Marcus reconnect when Sasha returns to San Francisco to open a restaurant and romantic chemistry from their teenage years remains. But Marcus's fears and Sasha's drive make their reconnection challenging. So that's the uh, that's where we're at, mm-hmm. uh, and this will just be a kind of open discussion for some things that you enjoyed, possibly had some issues with throughout. Love it. What do you got? Ooh, I first off, I, uh, written yeah by Ali Wong, uh, Randall Park, and then that other gentleman. I loved that the writing so clearly displayed that it was written by a stand-up comic. Mm-hmm. Like the jokes were so crisp, they were so well written there are just certain parts that i just laughed out loud at i think you mentioned the the parmesan cheese in the car it's like why does your car smell like parmesan cheese uh, loved it oh because there's parmesan cheese in my glove compartment <laughs> and the, like just weird little i celebrities are weird i saw glenn close eat a pineapple sandwich <laughs> yeah, or yeah, order yeah, a pineapple yeah. sandwich I'm like what <laughs> and just moments like that that just really they, they were it was like like candy, just like candy sprinkle. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yum, 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 I want more yeah, little it's, parcels. It's crazy. Like, this is like Ali Wong's, like, breakout moment. Like, it, it, like uh, through the stand-up, uh, she's on that cartoon with Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, and yeah, this yeah. Movie, it's amazing that she's she's blowing up now. Her tour is so is successful and stuff. All of this is through Netflix, right? All all these little releases, have, all our big releases, have been through Netflix. It's amazing. Her career, mm. like, takeoff has all mm-hmm. been through this medium you know? yeah. yeah like it's i that's find that really impressive and, and I can, i'm impressed at like how much more can she go with netflix with it with netflix taking over as a medium itself you know yeah uh tagging in there uh derek this came up on one of the other water cooler podcasts uh when we were talking about the oscars and steven spielberg talking about how they shouldn't be uh streaming services should not be eligible for uh for oscars, oscars and awards and things like that here we have a service like netflix that is giving all of these opportunities to people that may otherwise not have, have gotten them. Right. So right. Ali Wong, who is kind of rising, uh, uh, deservedly so, uh, as a result through these, these streaming services. So Easy yeah. for a white man. <laughs> yeah. of, I don't know. I don't know a lot about Steven Spielberg, but it's like easy for him to just shut down a streaming service that is giving voices to people who yeah. would have a hard time finding them. He made his fortune off of the uh, movie business, the theater, like that right. old guard way. Of mm-hmm. course, he's going to be right. a little vocal about a new a new wave medium. Yeah, and he makes those comments after, what was it, Roma? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right. was, was starting eating up. Like, oh, pick your, your, your timing could not be worse. Mm-hmm. Also, you've had many moments. Like, you're not... You know, you're not like a B-list guy really trying to make it. People know who you (laughs) are and you've had a ton of success. Like, be okay passing the baton or just taking a backseat and letting these other artists, like, showcase their work and, you know, get a claim for it. Yeah. Relax, bro. (laughs) Such as uh, Ali Wong in Always Be My Name. Yeah, so I just wanted to point that out again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Derek, you had more? Oh, I mean, just like, yeah, I, I just like 
like I said, like I said, when I initially saw this movie, I was like, oh, these are all the people who weren't casting Crazy Rich Asians, right? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was. Because yeah. uh, it's all, it's, it's, it's her, it's the uh, Randall Park who's in uh, uh, Fresh Out of the Boat. Who am I thinking of? The, he was the taxi driver in Deadpool. He was like the comic relief mm. on the band. What's yes, oh. he's great. Like yeah. he had one of my favorite lines. He's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite Karan line? Sui. When he when he when she was talking to the, her best friend and uh, she she he knew she was a lesbian. Lesbian. He was like, yeah. thank you for Bring your service. <laughs> yeah. yeah so he's I, like he's like I'm an ally. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. also does the uh, the Coke right the Diet Coke. Yeah. 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 He, Karan yeah. Sony. Yes, he's on the rise as well. I feel mm-hmm. like he's very, he's getting prominent. And we had amazing, amazing chick, oh, who was in Knocked Up, who was in... Michelle Bateau? Is that... That's not the, uh, not the friend? The other one in the band. So the, the one female in the band. Ginger. Ginger? Charlene? Yes, yes. Charlene Yee, who is... Hilarious! Mm-hmm. I she didn't have as much to do in the movie, but it was still just awesome to see her there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. Voice of Ruby and Steven Universe. Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, it's just so it's amazing. Uh, they're like Crazy Rotation comes out, and you're like, oh, that's all of them. No, it's not. Like, no, there <laughs> like, are so yeah, many more. Yeah, there are so yeah. many more of us. Not yeah. just that, but like on Fresh Off the Boat. Constance Wu was on that, yep. right? Mm. Uh, Constance, so yeah. They didn't even get all from mm-hmm. one particular sitcom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and Ali Wong <laughs> is a writer for Fresh Off the Boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the director directs Fresh Off the Boat, and Randall Park yeah. obviously mm-hmm. stars. So Fresh Off the Boat is uh, Margaret Cho, I believe, was one of the producers, if not still a producer for that show. So really concentrated yeah, yeah. in that around that show, which is lovely. But yeah, I was it was weird. After I saw, um, I was texting Mike as I was watching this, and afterwards I was like, wow, it's just so nice to see a rom- I love rom-coms so much, and it was so nice to just see two Asian-American leads in a rom-com. I was like, I can't remember the last time I saw that. Like, yeah. that's how different it felt from Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait, shit! Crazy yeah. Rich Asians just that's came how, out! Yeah. And it was so big it when it did, huge. too. It so was a for this to so quickly almost eclipse, Sur- yeah, for that sure, is kind of kind of funny. Yeah, and I mean that's just a testament to like the relatability it has. I think with its audience, but yeah, it was it was very. I felt so like touched. I was like, man, just it's it was a pretty emotional experience to finally see just two Asian American people unapologetically. And not explaining themselves, just fall in love and be sexy and hot and driven and losers. And just, Mm -hmm. it was just nice to see all of that human complexity that Asian Americans just haven't really gotten in, you know, on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, uh, Daniel Day Kim, who's on Hawaii Five O. What a fox. (laughs) Such a douchebag. Yeah. Such a flaming douchebag in this movie. But so handsome. I mm-hmm. think that's another. I this. I thought this movie was so essential in breaking down Asian stereotypes, and I think one of those was that Asian men aren't attractive right. or hot or sexy or masculine. Demasculating uh, Asian men is like a pattern, I think, in Western culture. So it was so great to see again a variety of Asian men. From Marcus, who's kind of like a loser, burnout, and like a band from high school, to Daniel Day Kim, who's like this fox, like restaurateur, like, yeah, <laughs> wearing track suits and stuff. Mm-hmm. So handsome. And then obviously another uh, Asian man comes into the movie and kind of yeah. takes over. <laughs> Keanu. Mr. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Oh my gosh, that entrance yeah i was yeah i was gonna say that the movie like was it's a rom-com through and through and like for in a good way where it like normalizes uh everything it feels like it almost felt like the movie was set up for this scene like, i don't know i i my i was on the edge of my seat the whole <laughs> like the whole from the entrance to play out the old oh. shit more like it's just it was ah. um it's true it was it was so perfect. I also love that song yes um sure. i love that song i can't even remember the first time so this is kind of embarrassing. The first time I heard that song was on The Voice. <laughs> Someone sang it, and I was like, what is this? And since and so this was years and years ago. Yeah. So that was such a perfect song for him. Slow-mo, mm-hmm. 
Uh, his hair. Mm-hmm. Like, it was... I've seen the movie twice now, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to remember the song, and it's I can't remember. A-Wall Nation Sale. Yeah. Say it again. A-Wall Nation Sale. This is how I yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that, the reason I am so trouble remembering it is because of how many times it's now been redone, right? Uh, with other songs, yeah, yeah. One of my, I, oh, what was one of the? There was a redone uh, when they a song that was so perfect for it that I can't remember, but maybe I'll remember by the end of this podcast. Ooh. But yeah, he was that whole whisper situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had. Do you think that was improvised? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I did see something about him doing some improv throughout yeah. the the uh, through those scenes, uh-huh. but I don't remember seeing that as one of them. But I'm sure there was some kind of back and forth between the two of them mm-hmm. as they just kept saying things. Oh so gosh. I'm sure there was some element of of play between them. So funny. also there's the electricity of this is not he's not playing a character he's playing himself. himself. Yeah. It's just like a it's uh, yeah, so just good. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, that suit. Yeah, like get. Out of here, that suit, and when they're when they're eating, do you have any dishes that play with the concept of time? Yeah, oh my god, yeah. Get uh, out. Yeah, the concept of, of, of Caesar salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, oh, well, actually, we have a venison that you can listen to the actual death, whatever, and when yeah. he's eating it, and he just starts to cry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's also weird, like tying it back, like he's almost a parody of like the crazy, like he's the crazy rich Asian mm. of this movie, right? He's mm-hmm. like he's the one who's wealthy, successful, like, and he's right. he's a freaking weirdo because of the context of, the, of this particular movie. Uh, yeah, it just an electricity through that whole through that whole entire scene. Uh, I love when um, it was a Jenny, yeah, yeah, uh, Marcus's girlfriend, him, and he says something like the the only. Stars are the ones you see when you dream. The only stars that matter are the ones you see when you dream. Yeah, <laughs> she was fantastic mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, that actor. She was so funny. I don't recognize her, but she was. Yeah. She was so great. It's got to be the first Asian with dreadlocks on, on the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, they exist. How does, yeah. Asian, how does an Asian yeah. even get dreadlocks? Busted through that glass ceiling. Yeah. I don't know, but a hanger I think is involved. <laughs> Oh, she was so funny. Let me cook for you. Mm. Oh, that was great. Are these fan sausages? Yeah. And when she's feeding Marcus, and then Marcus just spits it out. Ooh, can we talk about Hello Peril? Mm-hmm. And how that song, Hello, is, like, pretty freaking dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, song, the music in general is good. Yeah. Right. It is good. Yeah, the the soundtrack, and then, yeah, this, that the band is good. Yeah. I'm like, I would I would. Yeah, they definitely this. deserve to be better than a block band. So much better, but Marcus is too afraid. He's too Why is afraid. He so afraid? Because it, it's more, I think it's scarier to think that you can succeed. Mm, like yeah. that amount yeah. of pressure is is scarier than just being like, no, this is like, it's safer to just be like, no, this is where I belong. Yeah. This is what I know. Mm-hmm. And so he's too afraid, which is one of their points of contention, right? Mm-hmm. Is that Marcus doesn't push himself. Right. And he gives his... Everybody else is a scapegoat for his uh, insecurities. Right, um, right. His, his dad, dad needs him right. and is like... <laughs> and his dad's like, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. He's, he's dating uh, Diana Ross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. I also, I love their relationship, their father-son mm-hmm. relationship. When we uh, fast forward to the present, like 16 years later, and Marcus is still living at home, and he's like high dancing in in front of his mirror and his dad is like what are you doing and he's like getting high and dancing in front of my mirror and his dad's like alright yeah, yeah. I was like yes there goes that stereotype yeah. of like yeah like strict Asian parents mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah and I totally I was uh, anticipating something with his health coming on and they didn't do that and I was like oh nice like cool he's fine he's well he's doing well yeah. Right, exactly yeah it's like we're not gonna use that one we had the the mom die mm-hmm. very sure. early on and, did like, we ever find out why I don't she, remember. She was lovely while she lasted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's the reason why uh, Allie's character... Judy's Kitchen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so she dies early on, and I was surprised how quickly I gave a shit about these characters. Yeah. Mm. Uh, from yeah. the mom dying, and then that moment where the dad comes up, and you could see on his face that, that something something, something something bad has happened. Uh, it's like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. It's rough. It's rough. That scene before 
dad came in, I love that they were just fishing and <laughs> Ali Wong, yeah, it was just like, what? You just put it there? Like, <laughs> you know what? I want to catch a hamburger. <laughs> it was just like very, like their friendship was very, was very lovely and mm-hmm. obviously seemed very real and yeah. genuine. Uh, just because uh, we, we are bounce, bouncing around a lot, uh, I want to see if we can maybe focus in on just the plot. Mm. Uh, just the, like, thinking about rom-coms, I read that this was their, one of their source materials or inspirations was When Harry Met Sally. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of grew out of, grew out of that. Uh, so, and thinking about what you know from rom-coms and, you know, the turn, the, the, the will they, won't they sort of stuff. Talk to me about those particular moments. Uh, Would love to. Yeah. Would love to. Yeah, I do think that the plot was a little clunky. Like, I think the the moments of kind of those epiphany moments or those moments of transition from friends to romance was yeah. a li- not as clear. Mm-hmm. Like, it seemed a little murky. And I do think that maybe there was a little too many moments of that. Yeah. Of, so... When like when she goes back to San Francisco, it seemed like it was almost instant that they became romantic. Yeah. So I felt like that could have maybe used a little more fleshing out, a little more exposition into their reunion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, plot wise, by no means do I think it was like perfect. Right. But I think there's so much that makes up for it that oh, it sure. it doesn't you know it doesn't like take me out of it yeah, at all. Right. Yeah, I mean, they and they they grew up together, though. So you, I guess like it's not fleshed out, but you just assume that like okay, they they grew up together. You assume they lost their virginity to each other in that in the car. Like it's there. Yeah, I, it's like yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of history. I guess some of it did feel it felt forced. Mm-hmm. Some things felt a little forced, despite the fact that like I know that they're childhood friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was like a writing thing or just like a timeline thing. What were her parents doing that they weren't... They, they had a shop or something? That was my... That would be my big pick of the movie. Like, I, I didn't... Yeah, that was never clarified. And, and I felt like that was... That teetered on stereotype, right? With how cheap they were and, like, how they were so business, but they didn't really say what business it was. And, like, uh, even the resolution at the end was just like, oh, we showed up. Like, we paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like the receipt. Yeah, yeah, it's like, okay. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It seemed just... We just need her parents to be absent so she can have this connection with Marcus's mom yeah. without really explaining, like, why her parents were absent. Like, mm. yeah, I think I read somewhere that they had a convenience store or something, but it's like, do both of them need yeah. to be at work 24-7? Like, I'm not sure how necessary that was. So, yeah, that, that relationship wasn't super fleshed out. Mm-hmm. How about the, and you may have mentioned this a little bit, the turn? Because they, they get together... And then they are not right, together. Because he doesn't want to go to New York with her, mm-hmm. right? Because he yeah, is essentially just too scared. Yeah. And then he shows up. And I don't remember what was his was his what was his reasoning just to be like, oh, I realize that my dad doesn't need me. Right, because his dad had Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. And that's when he was like, Oh shit. Yeah, she's right. I do come up with these excuses mm-hmm. when he showed up at the mm-hmm. red carpet event. He also didn't like being called a regular guy. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh right. The, the classic, the classic uh, hold my purse guy. Yeah. Which is one of, leads into one of the articles that I read as well. Uh, and this one is from Yahoo. It was a <laughs> Yahoo lifestyle. No way. Yeah. Uh, and it was how always be my maybe is redefining the rom-com heroine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how in the 90s, a lot of the rom-coms uh, were something's wrong with the woman. Sure. And they need this guy to kind of make them whole, yep. to make them complete. So they ha- And they had to choose between their career or love. The dude, and yeah. And they, you know, they, they go to the airport or whatever, whatever happens, happens. Uh, and in this one, Ali Wong's like, okay, I'm going to do my thing. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to come, that's... That sucks, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I may anyway. have my own baby. Yeah. I'm gonna do my thing. Uh, and how it was such a big deal for him to go and not be like, "Will you marry me?" or this, but like, "Let me just be 
Let me be the person to hold your purse. Yeah. Let me just be that purse holder. Totally. And she subtly, she like she made that decision, but also subtly helped out by like buying the merch, you know, mm-hmm. and, and doing stuff like that. Oh, that was such a oh, yeah. Like, that. Yeah, that was great. That was really. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So you that. know, she still cared and like yeah. still yeah. like thought about him. But that was yeah, a really fun surprise. Yeah. yeah. It was like, why can't you be the guy to just support me? Mm-hmm. Like, what's wrong with being the guy to just support me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that that makes you less masculine? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And then yeah, for him when he's like leaving her all the messages, like, wow, our merch has skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to the restaurant, and then he sees all yeah. of the Hello Peril stuff. I wonder what happened to all that. Uh, I'd probably find it on uh, <laughs> just like donated Netflix.com. <laughs> Why does Netflix.com? Oh, uh, Netflix, the website. Yeah, what Netflix. are you doing? <laughs> Did you a, just uh, learn about the internet? <laughs> what is this? Why, 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 when you go to http www.netflix.com, do they not have a like a shop? I don't know why Netflix.com doesn't they have merch. There's a lot of bandwidth on these movies. I guess I get. I, I guess there should maybe it's like Netflix.com slash shop. Like I want the homepage is pretty busy. I think it's got a lot of movies so on busy. It. I yeah. want a Netflix shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to show my support for this uh, for, for this upcoming website. <laughs> website. Yeah, it's, it's still it's... weird to say for me. That was really nice. I feel like I was gonna say, "Oh, the I, I love the." I'm sorry. This is kind of deterring from plot a little bit. The the dude in the band who what, what was Quasar? Yeah. Was that who was like, "Yo, look what I have." Tennis balls. That's at Hello Peril, yeah, yeah. and what that first show that we see, and he's like speaking a serving. Who likes tennis? And it's just dead silent. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was just yeah. so good. Like a very like a simple joke, but it was just executed yeah. so well and so funny. And I'm also a fan of tennis. I was like, yay! <laughs> another yeah. thing I like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and those that song, the song about the balls, like that's mm-hmm. a good, that's a good song. That's like, a yeah. good, that's a, that's a good song. song. That's a good, bounce back, bounce mm-hmm. back. And I, I love, I love it in a movie when it goes from being a part of the movie to then becoming, uh, like a external part of the movie. Like we saw that song live, and then it transitioned into the song for their relationship montage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and it makes us bounce back. Yeah. Like they're bouncing back. I was like, oh, so good. That's great writing. Yeah. And it's and it's just so that song is funny. Yeah, it's so like it's a, really any ball except a football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's so true. They it they is. don't bounce back. In case I don't know if know. he wrote that one if Randall Park wrote that one but he did write the, the, Keanu, Reeves. the Keanu Reeves one yeah. which is also very good mm-hmm. uh, I punch Keanu Reeves mm-hmm. what uh, bizarre and he was in a group right yeah yeah that was based off of he uh, he was in a like hip hop uh, group mm-hmm. as was Jimmy O. Yang I learned last oh, yeah. night he was also in a rap trio and I believe, yeah, and he's also from California. He yeah. was in Crazy Rich Asians. So yes. Oh, right, he couldn't. He... <laughs> yeah, only one yeah. or, one or the other, yeah. 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 It's the volcano, Dante's Peak, <laughs> Armageddon, Deep Impact. It's the uh, Star Trek, one. Star Wars, <laughs> Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Is that Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings? For me. Because okay. <laughs> right. I chose one. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was in the early 90s. Uh, it was called Ill Again. Illigan? Was his uh, Illigan. Um, um, so Jimmy O. Yang's Illigan's was Island. Yellow Panther. He had, because it was him, his black best friend, and then their third friend who was half black, half Chinese. Oh, perfect. So, <laughs> so they were perfectly one and a half black and Chinese. Yeah. Any other thoughts around the plot of the, of the movie? Things that, that moved, things that didn't move? I always like a good pregnant sidekick. I like, I like, I just, that was weird. Uh, just like the, just also, the, name one other example. No, I, I guess I don't know. Uh, but the the idea of uh, how a baby in a in a movie can like it clearly shows that time will pass, mm-hmm. and it, like the moment of the giving birth has to be part of the uh, plot line. Yeah, I you know I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I thought that worked, and I thought that like kept. Kept a sense of urgency, you know. You know. Mm-hmm. And she kept wanting to be the godmother. godmother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. Not gonna happen. No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> I don't know whether this stalled or progressed the plot at all, but I find it interesting that like Daniel Day Kim's character, we meet him, and then very suddenly he's going away, and they're doing this like 
basically open relationship mm-hmm. situation, but how much he didn't really seem to matter that much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because they made it clear that they're, they were like a business partnership first yeah. and maybe maybe the whole time to him. Uh, so, yeah, it was it's hard to, re- to really nail down, right, how much, well, what, the, what the balance is there and like how, yeah. and how the emotional flip of the breakup actually would have mattered and it to both of them. And, like, when they did break up, she had this very strong reaction, but it doesn't seem like their relationship was that great to begin right. with. So there there just seems to be a little bit of a disconnect there for me. Um, but I guess plot-wise, they needed that to, like, propel her into her relationship yeah. with mm-hmm. Marcus. Yeah, and there was a lot of, like, kind of typical rom-com stuff of, Friends and family being like, don't let her go. Don't miss out this mm-hmm, opportunity. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's old prospector. Where am I? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like Marcus's dad and pregnant best friend sidekick. who Veronica. Veronica. Mm-hmm. Who was, yeah, just like, don't miss out this opportunity. Just kind of generic type stuff. Which, again, is very classic rom-com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love, I I do like that she ended up, because I think one of their issues, and this is, I think, where a lot of the the Harry Met Sally influences is that they're just very, very different Mm -hmm. people, and one of Marcus's issues (laughs) with with Sasha is her elevated Asian cuisine, and how Marcus is, like, home for her, and so I did like that at the end, she ends up opening a restaurant Judy's Kitchen, that is just, like, mm-hmm. Korean home cooking. Mm-hmm. So, like, I like that full circle yeah. plot move. I thought that was really great. Yeah. Uh, it, it all worked for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it definitely worked more than than other moments, uh, like you were saying earlier, Kelly. It, some of it was more nudged uh, or forced uh, at times. Uh, like, we, we do improvised rom-coms. Yeah, we know. Uh, not yet rated an improvised rom-com, which will be back in February. Uh, so oh, check year. it out. <laughs> so Mark your calendar. And we'll probably do some double spins when we do a uh, Halloween run. Do you have to explain what double spin means? Uh, sometimes if we spin, we have a wheel of genres and if we spin it uh, and it lands on something, we will then spin again. So we may have to do a uh, horror rom-com or mm. an action rom-com. Oh, what I'm yeah. getting at is we sometimes, more often than not, our um, plot moments are forced because we're also right. working with a half hour to 40 minutes less mm-hmm. yes. than a, a lot of times. So this felt like those moments, only it was all so well protected within the context of this of this movie through the through the performances uh, and just the general humor humor throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do think I think that's something that does kind of bug me is this is this movie's almost two hours long. So it's like I don't think that there was there's no reason yeah. that any moment should be rushed for yeah. a rom com. Like yeah, so that was, I just found that to be a little unnecessary. But there was clearly a lot that they wanted in. And you couldn't shave off any minutes off of Keanu, so... Correct. Yeah, the Keanu scene overall. That was another improvised moment yeah. uh, where he does the karate moves. I don't have a problem. Do you have a problem? And he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so and weird. And also the... Are you familiar with... Uh, what does he say? Mao Zedong? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm very familiar with Chinese dignitary uh, Marcus. I <laughs> just love... Yeah. Yes, yeah. I love that part, that line so much. Uh, and that is brought about by one of my favorite lines of the entire movie is like, because uh, they're doing the, the game, mm-hmm. which is basically... Truth. truth or, yeah, basically <laughs> yeah. truth or dare. Or I think it's just truth. It's just truth, with like, but like specific questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I uh, seems fun. And he talks about it as if it's this big thing and it, he learned it from the stunt coordinator or something on John Wick. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> which John Wick 3, shout out, go see it. Is, and yeah. I can't wait for the fourth. So the moment I'm talking about is the one question of who is the most disturbing person that you've ever masturbated to? Uh, and without a beat skipped, uh, Ali Wong's Gene Wilder. Yeah. <laughs> Which, hilarious. But is that that disturbing? I don't know that it's the, it's the dis- uh, disturbing that got me so much as How just quick. the randomness yeah. and how quick. Yeah. 
Uh, it is a very random. Same with like the pineapple sandwich, like the apartment. Like there are just these bits of random. Yeah, it was very funny, but I I liked Jenny's answer better. Jenny, oh, was uh, Martin Our, Luther King? Was that her name, Jenny? Did Jenny I make said that up? Martin Luther King. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> Keanu Reeves said Mother Teresa. I well, think. I think, but I don't think that was was that the masturbation question or was that a different uh, first crush. I think that was first crush. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. That was yeah. first crush. So, uh, yeah. All right. That, Where, that makes a big difference. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves' character was not masturbating. Mother Teresa. <laughs> Which, honestly, he probably did yeah, as well. Sometimes it happens. As well. I she mean, was she was once. so generous. Yeah. And then, and then that's when Allie, uh, that's when Sasha was like, Marcus. Marcus was my crush. And then uh, they yeah. had that yeah. weird thing. Yeah. During that scene, I found it interesting. Was he called him Henry? Yeah. Henry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kept thinking his name wrong. <laughs> that was so mean. I'm sorry, Kevin. Uh, no, no, no worries. During that scene, Marcus had what seemed like, it looked like lipstick on his lips, but I don't know if that was meant to be red wine, because they were drinking red wine, oh. or if that was meant to be, like, lipstick from Jenny. That's her name, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm like, why am I just mm-hmm. saying that? Mm-hmm. Um, Jenny. Jenny. So that, that that just that I did find that a little distracting. I was thinking if that is supposed to be wine, it's not the shade of wine they're drinking. And if that is lipstick, can we explain like mm-hmm. when that happened? Yeah. yeah. But that was that's such a tiny tiny little thing. But when he he asks Keanu Reeves to break the vase on his head, <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then. Was just never so back weird. down from fear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so strike strange. me, strike you. What does that even mean? <laughs> strike you. <laughs> yeah, strike me. <laughs> and that is that scene the one like would we would we consider that one the one where they like have their moment of love, right? Because yeah, he, he on the ride it. back when he gets them an Uber pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. one of my favorite reveals of the movie. And, and the fact that he, like, does a very masculine thing, the punching, you know, like, that's a step in the right direction of his character of, you know, what he's trying to do, trying to be more assertive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We're talking about moves, uh, moments in the movie that, like, help with the whole thing, but also very, very funny. Like, they're great. They play both ways pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, Marcus says, Keanu's a douchebag. Mm-hmm. He's a douchebag. Uh, he's a rich douchebag. Uh, and uh, then they get in, yeah, they do get into the fight there. Uh, sleep. We do that classic now. Now classic headlock sleep kind of kind of thing. <laughs> love um, it, love it. And yeah, and she breaks breaks it up, and they they go back and have their like I said, that would be their second time. Their second time. Their second to sex. Their second to sex have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so funny. And then they yeah, they're in the Uber pool, and then we just pan out. <laughs> I love the uh, the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's it. Uh, the first time in the car. Uh, that tiny coat, which he still has right. years and years That's later. Nice and what does he say? The the locks stopped working in, in like, like 2007. Yeah. But after their first time, and they're just laying in the back awkwardly, uh, and he doesn't know what to do with his arm, uh, and she just keeps looking, watching the arm move around her. <laughs> and then when they're at Burger King or whatever after, and he just randomly goes yeah. up to yeah. her, and she's like, she's stop, like, no, stop. You don't, have, you don't <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to do that. He's like, oh, okay, I thought that because that just happened. <laughs> and then when he's leaving, and the guy says, uh, something like, we've been flame broiling since someone's been here. Uh, can I interest you in a Whopper? You can... Eat it in your car while you cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a that was one of the things that I felt was pretty forced. That as far as plot goes, uh, pushing them away. Nobody else. The first. The first fight. Yeah. Very like quick. what yeah. did? It was just awkward between them. It was just weird, yeah. and they weren't having it anymore. Yeah, I don't. And then she just moved. The the mom had already died at that point. No, mom had died. But, yeah. yeah, so I feel like that. I mean, that was probably yeah. What mom they, had died, and that was one of the things that propelled them. them. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, so you she wasn't your son. Yeah, uh, she's, yeah. She's singing non words to was it D'Angelo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't know the words. You don't have to know the words. It's a it's a mood or something. <laughs> like that. Yeah. 
Oh, that was so funny. Yeah, that's true. I don't think there was a strong enough reason for them to have fought in the first place, which might contribute to why their back and forth didn't seem super earned. Well, I mean, just, uh, I guess, to fight for it. Like, the idea that they, if they're, like, she felt so close to the mother and wanted to, like, talk about that, if you think about, like, her, if she's trying to relate so much to her, his mother... It's almost like a brother-sister thing, and you just had sex with your, like, your sister in a way. Mm. That would be kind of, I feel like that would be kind of weird. Like, maybe, like, yeah. I, I, you need a moment. Like, to kind of, like, if she's bringing it up, it's like... We need 16 years yeah. to just work through this. Yeah. I, I see that. I also see, I, I more so see the, she's my mom. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, kind of some jealousy and some some other sorts of feelings. Ownership and, not ownership, but, like... Like she's my mom. Yeah, you know. I mean, there was probably I can mean, an assumption, but there's probably some clues that like maybe uh, yeah, Sasha was like more successful than he was even at that point, mm-hmm. and even and like maybe like mom was more helpful to her than he was to her Ooh, to her yeah, than some him. Resentment. And so it's like yeah, things like that. Uh, obviously, the movie didn't dive into it, but I feel like you know, it's what an assumption I made it was like oh yeah, when you when your neighbor is that close, like always over due to some personal uh, paranormal problems, now you see them so much, you, you can still have a crush on them, but also like. It's my mom, right? I'm still grieving. This is my mom. You can't have this. Like you can't. Yeah. Don't take away my grief. Yeah, I think that's what. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah, about. I can see that. I th- yeah, I mean that makes. I'm, I'm starting to come around. It was like I'm coming <laughs> keep, around. Keep at it, Derek. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're good at this. Yeah. It was a a mix of things. Mm-hmm. It wasn't one particular thing. It was thing after thing after thing. Yeah. And it was just, and then you have sex, and then yeah, and then she calls whoa. the car gross multiple times with the cheese, and just like the <gasps> who <laughs> keeps parmesan cheese? In the <laughs> Listen, like Parsons was it Parsons. there and then he forgot? <laughs> who? I listen. Yeah, is I, it a snack for him at any time he wants? It means that he goes fast food often. I keep sauces and stuff in my car. What? I think that's different. <laughs> like hot sauce. Yeah. Or like yeah. 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 I, I actually know. Multiple people who who uh, who do that. Why is I'm one? I have one friend, Mary, who does that. And but it's multiple hot sauces that she has like in her glove compartment. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. But this is cheese. I mean, yeah. you could argue that hot sauces just weren't as popular in the '90s, like that time that mm. they were doing. Mm. You know, it was, it was. We assume it's like Little Caesars or pizza or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it's just more popular. Mm-hmm. People carry around syrups. Yeah, and they can stink up a car. What? People, <laughs> people don't people carry around syrup. I guess that. I might have seen it in a movie. Might have seen it in a movie. Uh, Are you just lying? No. I saw something. Elf? Are you thinking of Elf? I don't think so. Okay. I I did. I saw something. I can't remember if it was a movie or real life at this point. uh, Does that bum you out? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm similar where I'm just like, is that real? Yeah. Or is that a movie? That was one of the, the first things that kind of hooked me mm-hmm. into this movie. Just that little, that the specificity and mm-hmm. their uh, chemistry and just the, the way that they just played off each other so well. Mm-hmm. And just the, yeah, the, that mm-hmm. whole moment I was like, yeah, okay. Very likable. That was one of your LOL moments. It moments. was, for sure. <laughs> I loved the, the food in this movie. It looked so delicious. And I loved that there was such a deliberate focus on the food, mm-hmm. seeing the food, then talking about the food. Obviously, mm-hmm. food is very important in mm-hmm. Asian culture. And it is in, you know, like, basically all cultures. But specifically, mm-hmm. Asian cultures is just... Like, I remember as a kid, my mom, whenever I wanted to have friends over, she was always so concerned that food wasn't made. Or, I was like, Mom, we can literally just throw in a pizza. No, no, I have to make something. And it was just, like, to feed your kids. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's just mm-hmm. very... Very important, but I all the food looked so so good, and I love when they go to that not run down, but that very just blue collar Chinese candy, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that uh, that Marcus likes going to, and how all of the all of the people that work there don't like Sasha, yeah. and they like he, Marcus <laughs> yeah. learned can, Cantonese, yeah. and they like him now. And oh, when. They bring over that one... Yeah, and then they move it closer to (laughs) him. Yeah, then, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Ooh, and I know we we already touched on their getting back together montage, Hmm? but can we talk about just how freaking amazing Ali Wong is and how, like, 
smart and gorgeous mm -hmm. and charismatic she is. Like when she's dancing and like flashes him. Like there, she's yeah. just so fun. Yeah, I'm like, how fun is this? I feel like in rom coms, the female protagonist is always like in a bind, mm -hmm. right? She, there's always like a dilemma or a choice. And Sasha Tran is always in control. Mm hmm. Just unapologetically in control, and but also having fun and just doing what she wants and being honest, and it's just it was so refreshing to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was. She was like you said earlier. She is. She's got it together. It's him that's got to figuring it out. Right. It was just a yeah. nice little flip of the of the tropes we usually see in these. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. She's a star and like only rising. I feel like at this point, mm -hmm. like her, you know, her, her tour is doing well. And um, yeah, I'm gonna see her yeah. in October. Not yet. The Met. Yeah. Are you? Uh, we might, yeah. Tickets were not cheap. Oh, I know. They added a second show. <laughs> not cheap. Yeah. What is the prospector in me tonight? <laughs> the tickets were not cheap. Yeah. Yeah, that's just Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, that's just Forrest Gump. But she's also, I was so impressed with her acting chops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you're, you're acting she's over good. here. Look at you, yeah. Has she guest starred or has she been in anything else? She must have. I'm sure that I love when someone gets really big and you look back and you see that they're like cameos in all these yeah. other movies. I'm sure that, I imagine she had to have been in some. Yeah. But I'm, uh, I'm not sure. And she's got a book coming out too. Yeah. Book yes. comes out in, I think, September, October. So, like I'm saying, if you're in the Philadelphia area, she's coming here in October. And I do think I did see something about her doing a book signing or something oh, wow. like that. Nice. So be on, the, be on the lookout for that. We'll just start that rumor. <laughs> um, so the seven people listening will... Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe 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 get it hey, get it moving. You never know. Mm -hmm. In the movie, uh, just going back to the the backgrounds, mm -hmm. uh, Marcus's family is Korean, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and her family in the movie is Vietnamese. Yes, Vietnamese. Yes. Okay. Yes. Tran, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was I didn't really have more to say. I was yeah. just curious. Well, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what Ali Wong where her parents are from. Because I know that in her stand-up, she has a joke about how both her and her husband are both half fancy Asian and half jungle Asian. So, like, her Jeez. her husband is half Filipino jungle Asian, and I think half Japanese or Chinese. And then she's half, I think, Vietnamese and either half Chinese or Japanese. Yes, so, is, yeah. Half Chinese and Japanese. Yes, yeah, so... Which one is the jungle and... <laughs> this is bad. Uh, you know, yeah, the ones in the South. Her, her material, her material, yeah. not not mine. Yeah, the Vietnamese and the Philippines are the jungle ones. Yeah. The jungle ones, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying hey. anything. Yeah, no, um, I can barely say this stuff. But also, like, I, where I was born, I was literally born, I was born on a naval base, but it was literally in a jungle. Like, mm, my yeah. mom would tell me there were literally monkeys hanging out on the fence that's like you know separated the jungle from the base so not not true mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'll take it i yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, don't, I'm, I don't find that offensive i could find i find a strange sense of pride in it yeah no and and pivoting a little bit uh i think was casey wilson the only white person in the movie i mean the burger king guy was white but like right, right? Oh, Casey Wilson, yeah, she had her little... Yeah, I think as far as, like, speaking... Like, yeah. Character. I, I was into that. I like that. I, just I love that, that I didn't even notice. Oh, yeah. I was just I like, noticed. I don't give a sh... Like, yeah. whatever. I'm just enjoying yeah. all these yeah, other yeah. people. Um, yeah. Because she had that great line. It was a great joke about... Um, uh, white people, uh, uh, Sasha said, white people love rice paper, and in the case of like guilty, and they had that like, real, uh, perfect awkward stare. Yeah, white like, people eat that shit up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I thought that was one of the funniest jokes in the movie. Um, yeah, and so I don't, and I don't think I can't think of Crazy Rich Asian had any, but yeah, it's just yeah. it's cool that like this can happen now. I love it. It's great. Also, this is very very random, but when they're at that Chinese restaurant, um, Sasha and Mar uh, Marcus. And she breaks apart her chopsticks and she does mm -hmm. the, like, mm -hmm. chopstick shave to get the, like, little splinties out. Very, very like, nuanced. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, like, very these specific. little, mm -hmm. little, little moments that were just, like, yup, that's a thing. Mm -hmm. It's real. And not, like, acknowledging <clears throat> it. It's just, like, my yes. It's just, just there. there. No, yeah. No, yeah. Right. It's, it's just so lovely. Yeah. Now Bounce Back is stuck in my head. <laughs> When they are at the restaurant, uh, one of the things I just enjoyed was how the waiter was going through all of the different 
items mm -hmm. uh, and the different things that you can get. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, they we, we give you headphones so you can hear the uh, sounds of the animal that you were consuming yeah, oh at the God. time. Oh, God. Uh, and then they have the... Essence the, of a Caesar salad. Yeah, oh, that was my favorite. Uh, <laughs> and the, the sugar-flavored bubbles or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, like lavender. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that you see is edible. What about the napkins? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so good. That was one of my favorite yeah. lines. And Jenny's like, don't eat the napkins, Marcus. <laughs> I wanted a third beat of that. Yeah. Like, I, it's like, no, not the napkin. Don't eat the napkin. It's like, wow, I can't believe he was going to eat the napkins. Yeah. Like, I think it just needed, it needed just a third thing. That, that scene, I love that's that. That's an iconic scene. Or uh, like when uh, Marcus, like, wore a tuxedo and it's like, no, like, yeah. fancy people just Don't. dress mm -hmm. like they look homeless now. Mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves is like, suit, classic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or when he goes, what is, Keanu Reeves is wearing, like, custom-made... Tom Ford. Tom yeah. Ford. And then I love that when Marcus tries to go to Tom Ford, <laughs> and it's just like, $5,000, and then he Get him off me. Get him off me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was oh, that my was favorite. So Get him off me. Get him off me. Get him Yeah. <laughs> And he goes to like a, a men's warehouse after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like ten suits for twenty bucks or something. That's not the price, yeah. but it's it's something similar. Oh, and he says the the one guy says, oh, it's a very versatile suit. It's good for uh, family court hearings." Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> they, all it, the song was in the was in the movie at some point, right? I can't remember when it was. The punch. Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey song. The end. end okay. Credit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just I love that. That's a great. Uh, we can do some winners and losers. Uh, winners and losers from the movie. People you felt, uh, or someone. Let's say one person. One person. Well, Tia's not here, <laughs> anyway. so we uh, That wrong. you felt won the movie, and someone that you felt maybe kind of kind of lost. Who do you have for a winner, Kelly? I mean, this is, this is obvious, but I'm going to say Sasha Tran. Yeah. She's my winner. Sure. Boss, boss, bitch. Uh, <laughs> boss, I mean, boss. put in the work, became a celebrity chef, calls her own shots, honest, unforgivingly herself. Mm -hmm. I just think it's, Mike, you've touched on this before where, like in Killing Eve, season one, Sandra, oh, she just is doing things her way and succeeding in season one. Yeah. And I think Sasha Tran is, is very much that way. She's doing things her way and succeeding. So I, yeah, she's my winner. Yeah. She, uh, she had it, uh, she got it all. Uh, she didn't have to make that decision between, you know, as we talked about earlier, the classic rom-com things of like, or are you going to choose your career or are you going to choose love? She didn't have to. She made career, her choice yeah. and then she was followed. Mm -hmm. uh, her love followed her. She didn't have to give it up. Mm -hmm. uh, Derek, who do you have for a winner? Uh, I totally agree, Ali Wong, uh, you know, carry the movie very well, but I, I have to go with the obvious choice of the home run hitter, Keanu Reeves, right? Like, he, <laughs> this is the, like he again, we're talking about the most iconic scene in the movie. He did that, he came in, uh, had a thousand, just, just knocked it out left and right for two scenes, and, and, and left. Um, again, his charisma, his, the fact that he's playing himself, so cameo, is very great, and one of my favorite parts now, uh, he declared he's Asian. Like, that's, this was, for anyone who was confused... You know? Yeah, you know I didn't like, even think of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, wasn't sure. It's like, this is, I'm in this movie because, hey, I'm one of them. Right. Half I'm Chinese. also Asian American. Yeah. yeah. Half Chinese, half Hawaiian. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, his yeah his dad was, I believe, half Chinese, half Hawaiian. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Love it. Mm -hmm. Love it. So, yeah, it's my, it's my pick. I think yeah. he just did the thing. I am thinking about this now. I would like to do an episode of this podcast that is all Keanu. <laughs> that is just all Keanu and going through his career because in Ten thinking about long. it yeah right uh, it's going to be a, a podcast in itself <laughs> and just in thinking about it he seems to be like all over right now mm -hmm. uh, not that he's ever really gone away but this movie this one part is just been memed so much yeah. uh, and there are different things like I saw one article uh, last week uh, where they were talking about the Matthew McConaughey kind of coming coming out again, uh, the McConaissance or whatever they, mm. they called it, and that we're, we are seeing a Keanuissance, where he was in some rom com -y sort of things earlier in his career, and he did Parenthood and things like that, and then started getting very dark and had some trouble in his, uh, uh, some some rough stuff happen in, in his life, which then pushed him further into picking these roles that were more dark uh, mm -hmm. and now he just seems like he is 
He's just having a fucking good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, yeah. and to think that John Wick Three just came out, but people are talking about this scene. Yeah. Is pretty cool. Yeah. I also, it was very weird for me. It was weird, but a very wonderful experience to see him smile so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think, aside from the replacements, <laughs> I can't remember the last time he smiled. So when I saw him smile, it surprised me in a very Have they confirmed um, Bill and Ted, too? That, that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they like, made that yeah. announcement. He's going to, yeah, he'll be, yeah. he's going to be. Yeah. He's, he's just having a good time. Yeah, right. He's having fun. Mm-hmm. He's doing yeah. whatever he wants. I'm happy for him. <clears throat> and just keep the John Wicks coming. Yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah. I'm, I'm with it, too. I am <laughs> on board with uh, Keanu as the as the winner. Oh, by the way, do you know, and I've known this for a very long time. Ooh. Yeah, I remember it being a question on Jeopardy. What Keanu means? No. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, you're like, I'll humor you. I was, no, was going to make a joke, but it was going to be stupid. <laughs> okay. Cool breeze over the mountain. That is so him. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's what Keanu means, totally, and it's Hawaiian. Totally right. forgot about the Keanu Peele movie called Keanu. Like that's oh yeah, that's pretty recent too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. having a Keanu-sans. Yeah. Him and I are Virgos. Yeah. I'm a Virgo as well. Uh, as far as <gasps> <laughs> in the movie, I think my winner uh, would be I'll say Marcus. The other, yeah, the other, yeah. the other lead. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree with both of those. They are winners. Also, the dad. If I'm doing, uh, yeah. Some, some. I was honestly tied between, yeah, yeah Sasha. Uh, but my winner is is Marcus, who is following his heart, but also not giving up on his dreams. He still he can still do those things, and maybe in New York, a little easier. So there's there's a yeah for all the the reasons discussed throughout mm-hmm. this uh, episode, Marcus. And uh, Le Who is a her. Oh my gosh, I forgot about this. Derek, you got one? Uh, I brought it up earlier. I think uh, I think Vietnamese parents got a raw deal in this movie. You know? Mm. Like just the, the Sasha's parents and kind yeah. of like not being yeah. there and not really fleshed out as to why they were not there. And kind of a cheesy reason as to when they showed up. It's like, oh, we, we're okay. It's not like they wouldn't have known that their daughter's successful. Like, yeah. she's all a celebrity chef. Right. They're not like that. They can't be that... Naive. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think that that one was kind of a... Uh, they were used as a plot device, unfortunately, yep. um, when they probably could have had a little more mm-hmm. a little more going on. Kill. Yeah. I don't think that there were that many losers, at least blatant losers, in this movie, which I guess is pretty nice and refreshing. I do feel kind of bad for Casey Wilson's character. <laughs> she opening a new restaurant can't be easy, and it just seemed like she had a lot on her plate. And her character just seemed kind of, like, unstable mm-hmm. and just unsure and just a little anxious and frantic. So, I sympathize with that. Yeah. Uh, loser for me, I'm going to go with, uh, and it's tough to say because, well... <laughs> and it's tough to uh, say, it, but... It, well, it's tough to say because this person isn't really a loser even in the even in the film so it's a little bit of a stretch but i'm gonna say uh daniel day kim's character Mm -hmm. uh uh losing out on what is uh who is a pretty great person uh and he sucked yeah uh so my loser is uh is daniel day kim's character who i can't remember the name of yeah brandon brandon Yes, um, and again, I can't, it's, so, it's just hard to call him a loser because he didn't seem to care, mm-hmm. so he's not even really losing anything to, in his mind. Yeah, he was a mogul. Yeah. He was just... <laughs> yeah, big time mogul. He was a big time mogul. He was looking looking for that restaurant money. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> and the other, the other thing I would add is, uh, as far as winter goes, if I could say like just let, let's have more movies like this yeah oh. more movies not just asian americans um but yes for sure more asian american focused films where there's nothing stereotypical uh it's just movies are movies and people are people so there's and again netflix thanks netflix keep yeah them, thank keep, you yeah netflix. keep them keep them coming thank you netflix subscribed yeah Netflix. We're spreading the word for you. Yeah. Check it out. All right, let's do a so quick weird. round of uh, plugs, and then we are out of here. Ooh, boy, <laughs> should I start? Like a tea kettle. Uh, yeah, Kelly, what do you got? So, Girl Poop is performing um, at DTF 
Daryl Timmery Fun Hours six-year anniversary show this coming Friday, June 14th at Frankie Bradley's. Eight o'clock, I believe. Should be fun. We'll be on the panel. It's like a sex ed game show slash panel discussion. Super fun. And girl poop will be, for, be on the panel and performing as well. And then Night Shift will be performing at Philly Improv Theater on Saturdays at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. for the month of June. Cool. Derek? I'm wearing the shirt right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll just put a photo in. It's yeah. a good shade of green. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we the People Festival, Improv Festival, uh, coming the weekend of July the 18th. Four days, four, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Four <laughs> days of improv uh, comedy. Very good. It's going to be at Philadelphia Improv Theater. Um, this is our second year. We're uh, headlined by Paul F. Tompkins' Super Ego podcast. Super exciting. And yeah, we've got acts from all over the country. Come check it out. Festival passes are on sale now. Yay! <laughs> uh, those things uh, from Kelly and Derek will be linked in the episode notes of this podcast. Uh, and this is Mike. You can follow me on all the things at Mike Marbach. Uh, you can go to phillyimprovtheater.com for information on shows and classes. Uh, that's where we are uh, all doing things. And if you like Killing Eve, Kelly mentioned earlier that we do a Killing Eve podcast. Uh, so check out Eavesdropping. It's a pretty great show and a particularly fun podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're also going to be covering uh, Deadwood through Water Cooler Podcast, which is uh, we just put out a episode covering the uh, Deadwood movie which is pretty great, uh, and we're going back and doing the uh, series starting very, very soon. Great show. Check it out. That is it for Always Be My Maybe uh, episode of the Water Cooler Podcast. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Derek. Thank you all for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.